0: With the close of 2020 comes the end of a console generation, one that's seen more ups and downs than the usual rollout of systems, and one where top-tier studios indulged in consumer-abusing practices more than ever. The last seven years saw the embracement of microtransactions in home console gaming, the notion of dropping 60 notes on a new title only being your entry fee, with rollouts of cosmetics, weapons, and items coming with extra price tags. We've seen countless IPs and formerly beloved devs wither away or bide their time in markedly hands-off fashion, 2. While Rockstar turned all their attention towards GTA Online, their only release being Red Dead Redemption 2, we've seen the death of Konami as a respectable creator. Bethesda's patchwork charms turned into genuinely unfinished products, and EA fast became everybody's favourite entity to hate after mishandling both Mass Effect and Star Wars. In all honesty though, there are tons of awesome things that came out of the 8th generation too, but boy was it a bumpy ride along the way. I'm Scott from WhatCulture.com and these are the 10 most disappointing video games of the generation. Number 10, Anthem. If we're talking disappointments, we have to factor in how much potential something had, how excited people were in the run-up to launch, and what the final product actually was. In Anthem's case, yes, this was the next IP from Bioware, but it was a Bioware that had been notably misfiring the entire decade. Where Dragon Age Inquisition was solid enough, if not terribly paced, Mass Effect 3 delivered a notably divisive ending, and Mass Effect Andromeda was a total laughingstock. Very few people actively believed Anthem would turn that spiralling momentum around, and the Game we got was every bit the corporate cash cow wannabe nobody wanted. EA and Bioware have vowed to reboot Anthem going forward, but at this stage it feels like the servers are only online through sheer denial because the writing has been on the wall from day one. Number nine, Watchdogs. 2014 feels like a lifetime ago, but Watch Dogs was the first major title we were all pinning our next-gen hopes on, only for its launch to be a total disaster. Watch Dogs practically invented the term downgrade after we got eyes on the retail version versus what we were sold at E3 beforehand. Things also got so much worse immediately after. Turns out players on PC realized they could turn various features back on to restore Watch Dogs' visuals to something resembling the promotional footage, confirming that the PS4 and Xbox One were notably Underpowered compared to what the developers were aiming for. Watchdogs itself was a solid enough open-world game with a neat hacking mechanic, but it would take Watchdogs 2 to actually deliver on that potential. Even today, I don't feel like Watchdogs is the Assassin's Creed successor that Ubisoft pegged it as, and that's a huge missed opportunity. Number eight, Mass Effect Andromeda. Back to Bioware, as again it was hard to truly believe Andromeda was going to be anything remarkable after the promising Shadow Realms was cancelled and the devs themselves seemed allergic to showing anything off. We'd later find out this was down to Andromeda practically being on fire during its entire development, the initial No Man's Sky-style project goal of a larger interactive galaxy being slowly sliced to pieces until it resembled what we got. Our first glimpse of gameplay came from the Game Awards in 2016, the reality setting in that this needed way more time in the oven. Facial animations were hilariously bad, but that was nothing compared to the pre-launch exclusive access window of Andromeda's first 10 hours. Here is where all hell broke loose. The gifts were everywhere, but this was just the tip of the iceberg. Bioware's Montreal studio should be commended for getting the game shipped, but it was clear Andromeda was a product of corporate necessity, capitalizing on various deluxe editions promising content that never came, and a title pushed out the door with multiplayer microtransactions prioritized to cash in no matter what. Number 7. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 It's hard, now that we've had the immaculate Pro Skater 1 and 2 remakes, to remember just what a state the brand was in beforehand. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, though, is simply an insult to its franchise name. Genuinely farted out to meet a contractual deadline rather than given any care and attention overall, this was evident the second you got hands-on. Pro Skater 5 simply handled like hell, its new innovative slam animation doubling as the grind button, meaning you bailed more times than not just trying to link anything together. Graphics were decidedly last gen, with mission goals on bland levels revolving entirely around collectibles. All around this was just embarrassing, emblematic of the worst parts of AAA game development. Take a notable IP with a hungry fanbase, cash in and move on. Number 6, Assassin's Creed Unity. The original Laughingstock. Assassin's Creed Unity followed up Watchdogs as Ubisoft's twin justification for their next-generation starts here marketing spiel, only for it to be unbelievably broken. From faces disappearing in cutscenes to main man Arno Dorian hanging in mid-air while you try to chase a target, Unity's file size had to be completely replaced on Xbox One to the tune of 50 gig just to get it stable. It feels like a distant dream now, but this was supposed to be the debut of Assassin's Creed on next-gen. Granted, the environmental design and art department work is second to none, you really can take a virtual tour through Revolution-era France, but every last part of gameplay was woefully undercooked. Number five, Mighty Number no. Nine. As we found across the generation, fan funding can be a mighty poisonous double-edged sword. On the one hand, you've got titles that deliver exactly what they set out to do, like Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, but on the other are the Goddesses of this world, or more disastrously, the Mighty No. 9s. Assembled as a spiritual successor to Mega Man, because KJ and Ifune couldn't get Capcom to greenlight an official sequel at the time, Mighty Number no. 9 hoovered up $3.8 million to deliver such a dream project, only to then spend the money in all the wrong places. See, Mighty No. 9's original project goal was based around acquiring just $900,000. When over four times that amount came in, Inti Creates began working on way too many versions of the same game at once. They added features nobody wanted and stretched themselves way too thin, resulting in a title that looked like a cheap knockoff to the main brand rather than a loving continuation. Also the less said about trying anime fans on prom night, the better. Number 4, Star Wars Battlefront. Yes, we can look at the disastrous Battlefront 2 as one of the worst received titles in quite some time, but it was 2015's half fast effort that set those expectations low in the first place. See, in 2015, Star Wars was coming back, EA had acquired the rights for Star Wars video games two years prior, and with an unprecedented amount of hype surrounding The Force Awakens, come hell or high water, EA were going to have something for you to play that Christmas. Whilst Battlefront looked absolutely stunning, as is the case with DICE and their Frostbite engine, it was clear that many corners were cut. There was no campaign, weapon selections and overall animation variety was very lacking, modes like Walker Assault felt unbalanced, and for what we were paying, Battlefront had very little content to justify a premium price tag. Again, like always, the fix was to move on to a sequel, meaning this return installment was quickly forgotten about. Number 3, Fallout 76. Fallout 76 wasn't disappointing because we all had massively high expectations for it as an individual game, but more for how Bethesda would surely pull their act together after Fallout 4. Whilst that game is divisive at best, it showed to fans and detractors alike that the studio's insistence on using the same outdated tech over and over was going to hit breaking point eventually. Fallout 76 is every bit that breaking point. In Mission Statement to Final Product, it's inexcusably broken launch date to the whirlwind of consumer-abusing insanity that became its pre-order bonuses and monthly rollouts. All the while, the microtransaction storefront was functional, as it always is in every broken game. But playing Fallout 76 felt like an alpha for something that never came. Storage chest glitches wiped out entire inventories overnight, the most loyal fans were lied to about which version of a deluxe edition bag they were getting, and all round there was an air of being thoroughly disappointed. In Fallout 76, sure, I mean this was coming after Fallout 3 and New Vegas were received with open arms, but also disappointment in Bethesda for falling quite so far. Number 2. Destiny Never before has a game so half-baked, so disastrously handled during development and so thoroughly deflating still gone on to influence an entire wing of the AAA market. Yes, we can point to Overwatch as popularizing loot boxes in 2016, but it was Destiny's attempt to mesh MMO game design with a set of enjoyable gameplay mechanics that everybody from Agents of Mayhem to The Avengers totally ran with. Still, Destiny 1 was such a monumental cock-up, you had to convince yourself it was fun to play. The sort of game where the fanbase itself admitted they have an addiction problem, and average playtime across those who stuck around was a whopping 500 hours per person. Yes, Bungie's immaculate shooting kept us glued to the screen, but because of Activision's 10-year plan for the IP, at some point Bungie had to abandon stapling this together and just move on to Destiny 2. And number one, No Man's Sky. I'll stress all day long that personally I've always loved No Man's Sky, and what Hello Games have turned it into is nothing short of remarkable. However, this is single-handedly the most misled and disappointed a mass audience was across the entire generation. The fake tech demo showing features that weren't even coded yet. The runaway hype that pretended this indie game being developed by 13 people could somehow be a star citizen. Every part of the lead-up to No Man's Sky seemed destined to fail in retrospect, and yet we all went along with it. Creative director Sean Murray has more than been dragged for getting far too carried away with what the game was going to be versus the reality of what was in development but his comments do factor massively into how disappointed people felt. Big talking points like two players finding each other happened on day one, only there were no character models or recognition on the game side to acknowledge what was happening. Immediately the lie of No Man's Sky was unraveling, and what followed was a year of radio silence from Hello Games, while the industry reckoned with both its own hype cycle machinations and the reality of what was sold. Four years on, Hello Games have completely overhauled No Man's Sky, turning it into one of the most unique and enjoyable sci-fi survival games of all time. It's a testament to perhaps the only good thing to come out of all of this, that if your core idea is good enough and enough people want it to succeed, genuinely flawed ambition can turn into true brilliance. Still, here's hoping the next generation of consoles do not repeat the same mistakes of the past. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.